0: Trans versus treasures, just different perspectives What my brother says, keep on his podcast and his lectures when you receive the message Start, as defined by the American Death Dictionary Is a verb, meaning to commence To set in motion or an action To begin a journey Get going or get underway. So let's get into it. You can find this episode and all previous episodes of the Perspective is Key Podcast at PIKpodcast.com. My name is Tavares J. Hawkins, and on today's show, Start Where You Are, it's inspired by a couple people here. One being my father, and his love for words in general, but more specifically, his, his love for acrostics. And two, um, by Hall of Fame tennis great, Arthur Ashe. He was once asked about some of his obstacles that he encountered after being the first black player to ever win, uh, I think it's, it's three Grand Slam singles, So he won the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, and the Australian Open. And then he won two grand slams in doubles. And this was at a time when racism was very rampant. But he said, start where you are. Use what you have and do what you can do. And so I talked a, a minute ago about um, acrostics and my father's love for words. And so for the purposes of this show, um, entitled Start Where You Are, I wanna, what I want to do is take the, w- the letter, the word start, and use it like an acrostic. So we're going to take that letter, the first letter, S, is going to represent the word surrender. You know, um, there's a Bible verse that has stuck out to me throughout my journey. And that Bible verse can be found in the scripture in Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it says this, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I think this one. I think this one stands out because for me, regardless of the plans I may have had for myself at this stage of my life, I now had to let my faith kind of shine through and surrender all of my shame, surrender all of my sorrow, and just in general, I had to surrender my situation to my Lord and Savior or in simpler terms uh, I'm sure you've heard this before whether you are a believer or not but I had to let go and let God this was super important if I was ever going to even begin to make any sense of why things were happening the way they were And if I was ever going to be able to move forward, I had to let go and let God. And I I can remember one, one Wednesday service at my church, a Wednesday evening service at my church. And we had a guest pastor on this evening, and I went to introduce myself after the service. And we got to talking and I asked him a few questions about his sermon and we got to talking and I started to tell him a little bit about myself and my situation. And what I vividly remember him saying in the moment was, it sounds like, like I'm feeling like you feel a sense of shame about what happened. And in the moment, I'm thinking in my head, like, no, I don't don't feel shame. I mean, I felt sad about it. I did. But I also felt thankful that God kept me here with my family and with with my wife and my daughters and my, my mom and my dad and my brother and, But then when I went and looked at the actual definition of the word shame and saw other words attached to it like embarrassment and pity and low, I I thought to myself like, maybe he was right. Because if you go back and listen to one of the earlier episodes. I think I think it was Fix Your Focus episode. I talked about this. Throwing myself pity parties and I, I talked about this a lot. And I you know, I'm just trying to be as transparent as I can be about the situation. But I had to get out of my own way and give it to God. And, you know, now I know, I, I know a lot of answers to a lot of different things. But there's also some answers I don't know. But I love trivia. Jeopardy is like one of my favorite shows. My pops and my brother brought me up on the show. And um uh, you know, sports trivia, whatever kind of trivia, I love it. But in this situation, I wasn't going to be no fool and try to have all the answers. I just wasn't. And ironically enough, I have a nephew who gifted my wife and I and our family, me and my wife and my, my daughters, and he sent us his home decoration Right around the same time, it had a it had a scripture on it, and I, I love that scripture, too. It still hangs in our house that we reside in. If you're coming, you're going to see it. If you're leaving, you're going to see it. And that scripture is from Proverbs 3 and 5, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And see... This is what I'm talking about when you hear me say earlier that I had to let go and let God. Or when you hear me talking about surrendering my sorrow and surrendering my shame to God. And, you know, I don't want it to be misconstrued. It's not like I was able to just put all my sadness and i just put all my emotions in a bag and hand them over to God. But I, I, I'm still working on myself daily through prayer, through meditation, through counseling. Still working on myself. I'm a work in progress. We all are, I believe. Transcend is to rise above, go beyond or surpass. And for the purposes of the T in the word start, I'm going to associate it with transcend, which is a, a verb or an action word, which means to rise above, to go beyond, to exceed limits or surpass. And I just... I think that oftentimes people may only see the need to do just enough to get by. However, depending on what the situation is, a transcendent effort is going to be needed. You're going to need the ability to go above and beyond. In most cases, that's what separates the good from the great. Uh, as As a matter of fact, as a basketball coach, I'd always encourage players on my team or in the program, period, to do extra workouts outside of what we were doing in practice every day. Outside of what we were doing in team camps over the summer. Play as much as you can. Whether it's in the park, at the community center, usually the players that adhere to that were the ones at the end of the season that were maybe All-Conference or All-State, maybe even have picked up a college uh, offer to play in college. And aside from that, I also heavily encourage my student athletes to excel in the classroom so that the same scenario scenario would apply once they were done with high school now they have opportunities to go to schools to go to college and continue their education in attempts to get a degree But regardless of it, whether it was academics or athletics, um, when, you, when they were going above and beyond what the expectation was, uh, it, it wasn't just myself or teachers in the building or area coaches that were noticing the effort. It was colleges and universities around the country. It was area coaches that voted them to all conference teams and all state teams and the colleges and universities that accepted them to their schools and and things of that nature. Transcendent. Transcendent effort is needed. Now for this A in the in the word start. We're going to talk a little bit about acceptance. And I've touched on this notion of acceptance a couple of times in previous episodes. But nevertheless, I don't mind revisiting it either. As I think it plays such a huge and pivotal part in your journey of overcoming adversity that you may endure in your life. Because you cannot truly come up with a plan to win. I always thought this as a coach. You cannot come up with a plan to win if you aren't clear about what you're up against. And so, like, how can I be advocate for stroke awareness if I'm not willing to accept the fact that I am a stroke survivor? See, my goal with the podcast ain't just to do it because that's what everybody doing right now or no get rich quick type of thing. Like I want to be able to help others that if I'm going to be able to really, truly be able to help others, I have to have the perspective about my situation that my transparency may help someone in a big way or a small way, uh, somewhere, somehow. However, it can help somebody. I'm more than willing to accept that, too. Calibrate is also a verb, meaning to adjust, to align, or to tune up. So, Again, in the theme of our acrostic start, we're going to take the word calibrate and make it recalibrate, which just changes the definition to readjust, to realign, and again, to tune up. So when I came home from the hospital in the spring of 2015, no doubt, God had brought me through the storm, but it was clear. It was it was clear that I still had some work to do in recovery, right? My wife, my daughters, they were on it. My wife specifically, uh, like one of the things she did was she changed our whole health insurance, what it was for our family, and and that was clutch because. It allowed me to receive a broader range of therapies locally. Now, I did, um, I did go to Mayo once, but then after that, I, the way our insurance worked, I was able to do everything locally, and so, and because I needed therapies, not just for my physical health. But for my mental health and for my cognitive health, all of these were affected. But all of these therapies I had, too, have been very, very vital in my journey, in my recovery. And, you know, she was identifying different resources in the community I needed to help me just recalibrate myself and adjust to the new version of myself, post-stroke. And just to tune up in all the areas that ha- I had been affected in by the stroke. I had terrible memory loss. I still kind of do to this day, somewhat. My, my vision was affected. I'm partially blind. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of body achiness from the stroke. So, like, seeing a psychologist, um, an SLP in speech la- language, and speech therapy, and the physical therapist, like, those were my most immediate needs. So she came up with a plan. She do she do her research. She do her homework. And I looked at it and I agreed and we went with that. And as a matter of fact, she got the girls together and said, Look, as a result of dad having a stroke, we're gonna have to do some things different. Some things gonna have to change. it It may look like this, or it may look like that, but we are gonna have to pitch in a little bit more now, because Dad is down, and they held me up, y'all i'm I'm telling you they continue to to this day, you know from from helping to do the grocery shopping and helping to prepare meals and you know they were staying out of trouble at school running me around to appointments, Uh, still doing well in school, grade-wise, participating in their extracurricular activities, you know, volleyball and basketball and orchestra and summer camps. And and my oldest daughter, she uh, even graduated high school during this time and Enlisted in the Air Force. My wife continued to do her thing in her profession at at work, and she was getting promoted here and there. And as a matter of fact, right now, at this point, she's like mere steps away from finishing her PhD, and I'm not gonna talk too much about it right now because I want her to come on and talk about it because it's, it's really interesting what she's studying there. But suffice it to say, it's my wife and my daughters who are my wife. It's my wife and my daughters who are my inspiration to continue and try to be the best version of myself that I can be. In many ways, it's looking at their fortitude and their resilience that has helped me to recharge. So thank you to my wife and Vita and my daughters, Deja, Taya, and Leah. Thank you. Love you. And for the last T in the word, start. We're going to use this to uh, represent the phrase, take the steps. For some people, the steps on their journey to healing may look like the acceptance piece that we just talked about. Um, Everyone, though, at some point has to take the proverbial do the work step, though. Right. People's path. People's paths are going to look different because. People's situations are going to be different and look different. And you just have to be willing to try different things that may help you get over the hump. And just even if you got to just inch toward that end goal. Just try to keep it moving. It doesn't really matter the size of the steps. You just want to make sure they're going in the right direction, which is forward. That's that's really what matters. You want to take those steps in the right direction. You know, the steps for me, started to become aligned with my circumstances. You know, first thing I did for it was pray about what areas God wanted me to learn more in and grow more in and I read scriptures and my mom would send me scriptures and my wife would send me sermons and I would go back and review what the pastor talked about last week in his sermon and I scoured my dad's bookshelves for books that he always collected. Books like What Makes the Greats Great by Dennis Kimbrough. Books like Unlimited Power by Anthony Robbins, Joseph McClendon III. Books like that that were motivational to me. Kingdom Man by Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans. And my next step was that I, I just wanted to fill myself with as much stroke awareness as I could. I wanted to learn about stroke. It's just, it had just changed my life. So I wanted to know as much as I could about it, not only for that reason, but I also want to advocate and let other people know about it. If you follow the social media, you see us always in Stroke Awareness Month, uh, giving out facts and tidbits, and Stroke Aware Month is typically in May each year, Um, so, so check for us, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about World Stroke Day coming up this Sunday, January 29th, so... Follow all of our social media. We're gonna be, again, putting facts out there to help prevent stroke and uh, just information for you to have on our Facebook, our Instagram, our our X platforms, and on our website. All those places on Wor- World Stroke Day, Sunday, October twenty ninth. I think the theme this years together, we are greater than stroke, and uh, I'm just out here trying to do my part with stroke awareness and prevention tips. So, follow us and join in in the talks with us. And, of course, there was the step of the actual therapy that I needed to do. To I had to do physical therapy and different therapies to to help heal my body and heal my brain at the at the rehab center and origami rehab brain injury rehabilitation center here in mid Michigan and at the gym through physical fitness and those were major cogs or I should say are major cogs I mean cuz they continue to be things that I do on a daily basis that I learned at origami or or whether it's through my workout in the morning and But another one of my steps was to consider altering how and what kinds of foods and beverages I was consuming. And I had to make some alterations there in that category. And to be honest, really, I'm still taking steps in some areas today. Because what I know is that my journey isn't over. I mean, I'm doing better, but I could still get better. I could still do better at retraining my brain in different areas, different techniques that I learned in speech therapy or therapy out in origami. So every morning I try to get up with my wife, go do a workout, pray. And I'm not doing that to try to show off pictures of myself or anything like that. I'm just doing it because I'm going to work out and getting up early because I survived another day. And I have the capacity to go get up and go work out on most days. I'm not sore or achy. But even on those days, two feet hit the floor. And so I'm thankful for that. I mean, I'll always be a stroke survivor, right? But that doesn't mean... That I have to be a casualty or a sufferer to stroke. But in order for me to stand strong, I must continue to move forward, whatever that may look like. Because at the end of the day, perspective can be the key to unlocking your true purpose. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Perspective is Key podcast. Don't forget to mention, and don't forget to share with a friend or family member. Don't forget to check us out at the website, PIKpodcast.com. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeart Podcasts. Until the next time, this is your man, Tavares J. Hawkins. Peace.